Hi, I'm Sam Germano, and welcome to the Uprooted Podcast, where we'll be uncovering the underlying meaning of health and what it means to us today. Let's sit down with the experts and trailblazers to understand the why and how, break down barriers, and blend our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Grab your headphones, turn the volume up, and let's uproot. Alexandria Gilio is a global campaign and celebrity makeup artist, beauty and wellness expert, biohacker, content creator, entrepreneur, and founder of My Zenden, a boutique wellness hub in Beacon, New York. She's always been captivated and inspired by the beauty that each individual possesses. Her goal is to make her clients look good and feel beautiful. Whether the task is commercial, advertising, video, interview, press, or print, she will adjust her technique to answer the demands of different lighting setups, scenarios, and pressure-packed situations. Alexandria's originality and charisma has propelled her through 11 years as an esteemed makeup artist, wellness expert, and beauty and skincare coach. Always on the go, she never gets tired of the excitement of working and being on set. Her aesthetic is clean and her focus is healthy, fresh, radiant skin. She is deeply passionate about enlightening others through sharing expert advice and knowledge. Her work can be seen in Ulta, Sephora, Kohl's, and philosophy stores globally, and has been seen on faces including Adriana Lima, Alexander Wang, Charlie Sheen, Camilla Quelio, and Paul Rudd, to name a few. I was drawn to Alex's approach to achieving healthy skin. Like her, I am also someone who believes that to have radiant, clear skin, we must do the work on the inside to have the results that we want on the outside. Alex truly takes a unique approach to making her clients feel confident about how they feel about themselves, while also providing tangible tips to do the right things to take care of their skin. We cover all the bases in this episode, and we end with a speed round of skincare trends to get Alex's approval or disapproval on. Let's get right into it. Alex, hello, and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like this conversation has been on my radar for so long, and I'm so excited to finally be talking about it and with I'm you specifically. So excited. <laughs> I feel like everyone I know, and myself included, is on this quest to achieve perfect skin. And the universal goal seems to be glowing, hydrated, smooth, acne less skin. And yet we just can't seem to get it without experimenting with tons of different products or trying on different dermatologist recommended creams or prescriptions. So I want to sit down with you because you're a global campaign and celebrity makeup artist and a beauty and wellness expert. But more importantly, you believe that beauty and wellness are very interconnected, which is a mindset I share as well. You know, from the foods that we consume, the thoughts we think, our skincare routines, it's all a reflection of our inner unique beauty. And you also do one-on-one skin consulting and prescribe a 360 degree approach to healthy skin. So I couldn't think of someone better to dive into this with. So let's start off with you. Tell us how you got to where you are today, your journey to doing what you do and your purpose in doing all this. All right. So I will take you way back, (laughs) (laughs) way back when, way back when, (laughs) and I was never one to love school. And I was actually kicked out of high school, which is funny. A lot of people don't know that. Um, But I was kicked out of high school and I never wanted to follow the rules. I was always a rule breaker. I always wanted to do what I wanted to do, never wanted to listen to anyone. And I was just really curious. I, I went to college for business for maybe two days, dropped out, wasn't for me. I was like, I need to get outside. I want to be in nature. I want to explore. I want to 
work for myself. I wanted to start working immediately. And of course, my parents, when they found out that I dropped out, because they didn't find out for a little while, they were like, well, you need to start working. If you're not going to go back to school, you have to start working immediately. So I'm like, all right, I'll get a job as a, uh, a telemarketer. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a job as a telemarketer, which I got fired within a week. Cause again, it's like, I don't do well with direction and I just want to be my own boss. And, yeah. you know, I I'm very creative and I can't just be put into one place, into one box. It didn't work for me. I get that. So I sat outside one day and I had my journal and I remember it was like a beautiful spring day. I was like, all right, let me write down everything that fills my soul up with passion, everything that feels good and what kind of value I want to bring to the world. And what kept coming up for me was beauty and art. I've always loved art and appreciated art. And I've always love to make other people feel beautiful. And I love to bring out confidence in other people and kind of like cheer people on and make them feel the best that they can. So with that being said, I was like, all right, let me try, let me try to do hair and makeup. Let me go down this route. Let me go down this path. And it felt so right. I loved that I could create looks and learn to paint faces or create different looks on people to make them feel their best. And I loved connecting with people and having authentic conversations, getting to know different kinds of people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And eventually it led me down to assisting other celebrity artists and traveling to New York City, traveling to Miami, traveling to LA and just learning and networking and connecting and you know, with the time that was passing, I was getting better at my skills and my talent and meeting so many people along the way. So with that being said, you know, makeup has really been a successful route for me. Then my father had passed away unexpectedly of a stroke five years ago. Mm -hmm. And when he passed away, I didn't understand. I was like, I thought he was healthy. Like, how could he just like die? So suddenly it was really traumatic for me. So I started to research a lot about health and I had a lot of autoimmune and health problems myself. And I was like, okay, let me try to, to heal myself and fix myself. So the more I started digging down into this root of health and wellness, I noticed that my skin was glowing more than it ever has before. I felt radiant. I felt energized. People were asking me what Botox and filler I was getting, <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> I, I, all of my approaches to beauty are very holistic and I'm taking care of myself from the inside out. So I started bringing that, those practices to my clients and it started to gain more popularity because they're like, wow, like you're really focusing on our skin and you're telling us like which water to drink and which foods to eat. And you're, you're helping us not just to look good, but to feel good. Feel good yeah. So I, I, it's so interconnected. And then, you know, that led me once COVID hit, um, mm. you know, makeup wasn't really a thing this year, this past year. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me explore this wellness opportunity. And I decided to open up my Zen Den, which is a meditation and healing center for people to come and use a red light therapy machine, infrared sauna, come meditate and really do the inside work to feel their best. I love and that. Here we are. That's amazing. Well, 
Number one, so sorry to hear about your dad. And I understand like that motivation after hearing or experiencing something like that to be like, wait, I want to get to the root of this now. And it's beautiful that you then incorporated that into your business and into your wheelhouse of, of skills and and services. Yeah. I mean, it just felt right. Like I, I really was just listening to my gut and to internally what was coming up for me. And that's what kept coming up was to dig more into wellness and to spirituality and health and figure out how I can bring this and incorporate this into my realm of beauty and into my work and into my business. Yeah. And I love how everyone's reaction was like, what, what fillers or Botox are you going to do? It's like, no, it like, it is possible to, to be eating the right foods and drinking the right water and to have that be your natural Botox or fillers. Totally. I mean, it's totally anti-aging, yeah. you know, when, when I say anti-aging, you know, I think it's a blessing to age. Like, you know, we want to live as long as we can. Right. Yeah. And when we're aging though, that's also damaging to ourselves. So it's like, when I say anti-aging, I, it's to preserve the youth of ourselves and to feel as best and as youthful for as long as possible. Right. So going to the services that you offer for, for skin and for wellness, talk to me a little bit about that. How do you work with clients um, to help them achieve that? So say I go to a private client's house and I'm hired to do their makeup. Mm-hmm. It's not just me sitting down and be like, okay, here's the makeup we're going to put on you. It's all right. We're going to take a couple deep breaths, get that oxygen pump in, get your heart rate down. Like let's slow your breathing a little bit. Now we're going to give you a facial massage, maybe incorporate some gua sha, get that skin really plump and radiant and glowing. I also bring my little red light therapy machine. So I'm a super fan of red light therapy and it has so many benefits to it. And if you read all the research and studies, it shows to really improve skin tone and texture. So I'll give a facial massage while I'm using the red light therapy machine. And then, I mean, by that point, you know, my clients are, I'm making her drink all her Mountain Valley spring water, her skin (laughs) is going or him. (laughs) And by the time it's time to do makeup, there's not that much makeup that needs to be done because they're already feeling their best. Wow. That's incredible. Um, I want to, I want to get into, you know, the foods and the water and stuff like that, but you see a ton of, you know, different people, genders, skin types. What are some of the universal or underlying issues that you hear so many people or clients talk about with their skin, whether that's, you know, acne, dryness, like what are the challenges that you, that you've been seeing the most? So I see a lot of people suffer from dryness. They have dry skin or a lot of redness. They have sensitive skin or a lot of those under the skin bumps, which I wouldn't even consider to be acne. Um, It's just like those tiny, tiny little bumps under the skin around the chin area, which I think has a lot to do with the whole mask knee situation that's been going on. But yeah, I see uh, those are the main issues that I see. And I think the biggest problem is there's so many options and there's so many products. So when I see a client suffering with a skin issue, I say, okay, I'm putting you on product probation. That means <laughs> we're going to cut out the 16 products that you're using and we're going to stick to a basic cleanser and maybe a serum depending on their issue and a moisturizer and keep it very, very simple. And you would be shocked how much just a simple skincare routine will, will clear up someone's skin. Once their skin starts to clear up for a few weeks, then we'll start adding more 
serums and boosters into their skincare routine. Got it. I, I feel like you could talk to anyone, a friend, a client, a family member, and it always seems like everyone is trying to achieve perfect skin. Why is it that we are always trying to get better skin? Like, why aren't we at a place where we feel good about our skin? I think a lot of people struggle with confidence. And of course, you know, your skin is what you're wearing. So I think people really want to feel best in their skin. And I think that when you have radiant skin and glowing skin, then you don't have to wear as much makeup, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to wear much makeup. And then, you know, for the men clients that I work with, they want to have good skin because they don't really want me to put any makeup on them at all when they're having a TV or press interview. So if we could get their skin intact, they feel confident wearing their skin and being who they are. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest contributing factor to, I guess we'll say bad skin. I don't want to use the word bad, but not ideal skin. Like, do you think that's diet, environmental factors, exercise, hydration? Totally. So I think it's a mix of everything. I think there's so many different components that it's like, you know, how's the quality of your water? How is the quality of the air in your home? Do you have a lot of toxins in your home? Or what kind of cleaning products are you using? What skincare products are you using and how many skincare products are you using? Are you using laundry detergent with fragrance to wash your sheets and your uh, pillowcase every night? I mean, every week, Uh, it really, there's so many different factors. And of course, diet and nutrition I believe is number one, because we are what we eat. We are what we consume. So what kind of foods are you incorporating into your diet? Because if it's processed junk food, your skin's not going to be looking radiant and glowing. But if you are incorporating foods with a lot of antioxidants and superfoods and healing herbs or fruits and vegetables that are fresh and organic, then it's going to show on your skin. If you're properly hydrating, people don't drink enough water. That is something that I see constantly over and over. A lot of people are dehydrated. So, you know, I, I think it's a factor of a little bit of everything. Going back to, to water and hydration, I'm curious to get your thoughts on what is Alex's pre- <laughs> prescription for, for the most ideal hydration? What kind of water and how much? So I love Mountain Valley Spring Water. It's one of the cleanest brands out there. I also have a Berkey filter in my home Hmm. and I really, really like the Berkey filters. I did a lot of research on different water filters and that was my favorite one that I found. And I think that, I mean, we should try to be getting a gallon a day. Everyone's different, but I, I say to always have your water with you, have a reusable water bottle, bring it with you to places and just make sure that you're drinking every hour. I love that. And then let's talk about the foods that we eat. You know, you said incorporating tons of fruits and vegetables with antioxidants, organic, but what would you say is the most ideal way to be eating for our skin? And of course, everyone is different. You know, there's there's paleo, there's keto, there's plant-based. So everyone is going to have a different type of way that they're eating and incorporating foods. But what are some of the biggest either foods or suggestions for eating for good skin? So I suggest for everyone to go to their yearly physical with their doctor and getting a panel taken of blood to see if there's any deficiencies, if there's any vitamin deficiencies and having a conversation with their doctor about that. 
Um, once you know if you're deficient in anything, then you can start supplementation to make sure you're getting that back into your diet. I love superfoods. I love using turmeric, which is an anti-inflammatory spice, which is so good for your muscles, your joint, your skin, everything. Um, I enjoy using collagen. I mm. think you know, foods like blueberries have a lot of polyphenols in it and high antioxidants and all of those foods are going to nourish you from the inside out and eating foods like avocados and things with a lot of healthy fats. That's going to get your skin really looking radiant and dewy and amazing. I can't even tell you. I try to consume collagen consistently, um, but I, I normally just put it in a smoothie. And so sometimes if I'm not craving a smoothie, I won't, I won't have it. But I can tell you if I'm consistent with it, my skin will be glowing in a week. Oh, totally. I also, I'm a fan of drinking mushroom tea as well. I love Four Sigmatic. Mm -hmm. It's an organic brand that they have a lot of different tea options with different mushrooms that are really beneficial in healing. And it's also super good for our gut health and our immunity. So when we're taking care of our gut and our immunity, it's going to show in our skin and it's going to show in our energy levels and your overall radiance. Right. I want to get into the importance of starting from the inside out when it comes to healing skin issues. And we just touched upon the foods and the water, but what is it about what we put inside our body that's going to reflect on the outside that's so imperative to be glowing? So we literally are what we eat and what we consume. And let's talk, let's like switch this a little bit and talk about more of our thoughts in our mind, mm -hmm. because I also believe that it's a lot of energy too. And if our cortisol levels are high and if our stress hormones are high, we're going to maybe not get as much sleep or maybe feel and look really depleted. And that's why I also like to incorporate a lot of mindfulness into my daily rituals and into my skincare practices and into my overall health and healing rituals. I think having some sort of meditative practice, this can look different for everyone, whether it's faith-based, whether it's meditation, whether it's breath work, whether it's going outside, moving your body and going for a walk. I think lowering our stress cortisol levels is going to help balance and it's going to help reduce any kind of anxiety that we might be feeling. And when that happens, you're immediately going to start feeling so good. And it's all tied in. It's all tied into beauty. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like, you know, when we have a breakout or when our skin is red or when our skin is really dry, our first thought is to, you know, go to our dermatologist and get a prescription for whatever that specific thing is. And I think sometimes we forget about what we're doing in our day-to-day. -day. How are our rituals and routines contributing to this? And I think a lot of people look over the fact that our habits, our diet are a huge factor of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all tied in together. It's really your overall lifestyle. I think, you know, our beauty, it stems from within, right? How many times have we heard that? But it's actually yeah. true. It starts on a cellular level. It starts in energy. And then you can put the products on to like add the extra boost of yes. healing, you know? Um, but I definitely think that mindfulness is so important and not a lot of people take that into consideration. And I think it's really important for everyone to have some sort of practice or ritual, even if it's 10 minutes a day. And if you don't have 10 minutes a day to yourself, then you need to reevaluate your schedule in your life. 
if you can't find five to 10 minutes a day to practice something for yourself to feel good and to feel less stressed in your life, you, you gotta, you gotta adjust that. And yeah. I just think it's so healing profoundly for our overall health and radiance and glow. Yeah. I said this in a, in a podcast once earlier on, I went to, to a dermatologist that had a more holistic, natural approach to skin health. And she said to me, she was like, look, you know, there's tons of prescriptions, medications, and skincare products out there to achieve healthy skin, but nothing beats doing the right things for yourself that make you feel good. 100%. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So segueing into skincare products, I'd love to know your recommended products or, you know, things that you've learned along the way for different things that we should be putting on our skin to enhance certain things, you know, whether that's moisturizers or face washes, what is the protocol that you recommend for, for products? So I can get super specific with you and yeah, tell you that I love the brand Paula's choice. Okay. I think their formulations are really well done and they're science-based and they just work. So Paula's choice is probably my favorite brand. I also really like drunk elephant. I like their philosophy on the brand. And again, I really enjoy their formulations. I think that they're very effective. And this is a funny one because you can get it at a drugstore, but CVS carries or any drugstore carries CeraVe. And I mean, it's at a low price point. And again, it's formulated well. It's great for sensitive skin. And if I see someone male or female that is struggling with a skin issue, I say, go to your drugstore, get your basic hydrating facial cleanser, use it once at night, then follow up with a serum and a moisturizer. Keep it super simple. I think having a simple routine is great. Sometimes it gets overcomplicated when we try to add in too many products and we end up doing more harm than good. I also really enjoy exfoliation, but only once a week at most. A lot of people exfoliate daily and I, I everyone's skin is different. So you have to do what what works best for you and your skin type. But I suggest only exfoliating once a week at most and just adding a lot of hydrating products. It's like taking a a glass of water for your skin. Okay. So I'm so happy that you mentioned a couple of things here. Number one, I was told by, um, I was getting a facial somewhere and the esthetician told me that it's best to exfoliate twice a week. And so I started doing that and I, you know, my skin has been fine, but I'm, I'm curious why just once a week for exfoliating. So our skin cells need time to rejuvenate and regenerate, and that can take up to seven to 10 days. So Mm. when we're constantly exfoliating, we're not giving our skin cells enough time for the proper turnover. So that's when it sometimes gets really dry or a little raw. So I found best with myself and with my clients and my community that when I recommend to them, maybe only exfoliating once a week at most, I see their skin issues heal a lot quicker. And I think it's just gives them the right amount of hydration to make their skin plump and dewy and like that fresh look instead of a little bit of dry and raw. It can also create some sensitivity in your skin too. Definitely. And I know that there's two types of exfoliation because there is chemical exfoliation and there is manual right? Yep. I am a fan of like a gentle liquid exfoliant, something very gentle, something that's 
liquid based. I do not recommend scrubs. I think they're way too harsh and abrasive on our skin. Okay. Is there a, a mask that you use and recommend to people? For exfoliation? I don't really use any exfoliating masks. A mask that I do love is actually the opposite. It's hydrating and it's from Paula's Choice. They have an overnight hydrating mask that mm. I love. So sometimes I'll use their liquid exfoliant. And then instead of applying a moisturizer at night, I'll just put on the hydrating mask and sleep with it on, rinse it off in the morning and my skin is glowing. Wow. Because we also do want to exfoliate too. We don't want to completely leave it out of our skin. Right, because right. it's going to help penetrate other products and really get into our dermis and to the skin layers and you know get the job done. Definitely. Before you said that if we incorporate too many products, it can almost have the reverse effect. It could be harmful to our skin. Can you talk us through that? You know, at one point, does it become too many and why is that the case? So everyone's skin is different. So some people's skin can totally handle a lot of products. Okay. I would say a majority of people's skin cannot. And a lot of times, you know, people see their favorite bloggers or social media accounts. And like I said, there's so many different options that they want to grab everything. They're like, oh, I need a retinol. Oh, I need vitamin C. Oh, I need, you know, this serum, that serum, this active. And when we're using too many actives on our skin, it can desensitize our skin. It can become red and irritated or flaky. So you want to be really careful with which products you're using and which products you're mixing. Listen, my skincare draw at home, I have everything, (laughs) but there's definitely a time and a place. And You know, when I personally was struggling with a little bit of the mask me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm using too many products and I'm wearing my mask all day to do makeup for, you know, 16 hour days on set. So I need to chill out with the products. I need to let my skin breathe. So for me, that was eliminating makeup for a week. And again, making sure that I'm sleeping and drinking enough water, eating properly, moving my body, and then eliminating a lot of those actives and hyaluronic acid is one of my favorite ingredients, but Mm. it is also an active. So when you're mixing that with some other actives, it can just become too much for someone's skin. I always believe less is more. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. So I want to touch upon this idea of like time and a place for different products for different issues. What would you prescribe for um, someone who's dealing with acne or dryness or dullness or aging? Um, So again, everyone is different. So I would have to like really have a conversation with them about their lifestyle and what products they're already using. But my go-to is rinse with water in the morning. Mm -hmm. We don't need to cleanse in the morning. Some people disagree. That's fine. Um, But I say rinse in the morning, use your, a basic serum, use a basic moisturizer with SPF in it. Then at night you want to cleanse serum, moisturize. Keep it very simple. That's actually my skincare routine, but I also, I add in toner as well. Toner is great. There's a lot of uh, gentle toners out there, which I love, um, Mm -hmm. or essences. You just want to make sure that there's no fragrance, no perfume, and no harsh alcohols in them, because that can do a little more harm than good. I think sometimes when we feel that tingly feeling and it feels clean, do you know what I'm I'm talking about that feeling? Sometimes it's actually harming our skin. So that tingling feeling is actually not the best feeling. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever used them, but I'm, I'm a personal fan of Osea. Oh, I haven't, I actually haven't used that brand. They're, um, the base of a lot of their products are algae and seaweed. It's such good ingredients. Yeah. And for me, it has done wonders for my skin. 
Mm. I can't even tell you. That's amazing. Also to go into supplements, you know, a lot of people (laughs) will actually supplement for the things that they're not able to get in their diet or to enhance their skin or health in any way. What are some supplements that you've either experimented with or suggest for achieving good skin? So I definitely feel that everyone, like I, I had mentioned earlier, should go to their doctor and get a whole panel to see what they're deficient in. Because yeah. a lot of times people will take supplements that they don't need. So it's just a waste of money because it, it, we don't need it, right? So right. it's going right through us. So I know I personally have a B12 deficiency. So I make sure I take a vitamin with B12 in it every single day to get my gut and my overall health and energy back into balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to look at your, the ingredients in the supplements. You want to make sure that there's no filler or there's no artificial ingredients added to it. And just make sure it's a really clean brand, because if you're going to be supplementing it, supplementing with it every day, you want to make sure that it's a good product that's sourced well. Right. A lot of times there are supplements that are labeled, you know, skin health supplement, glowing skin pill. So I'm curious, you know, if you've ever tried that or what you think about those. So I think with some of those supplements, you got to be careful with the marketing, always check with your nutritionist or your doctor. And I always go back to the omegas. Like I want to make sure that I'm getting enough healthy omegas and I like fish oil. I don't eat fish personally. So mm-hmm. I get fish oil, uh, supplements because they have, you know, healthy fat. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, if you do your research on it, it says that it's so good for your skin health and your joints. So, you know, I definitely take a fish oil, omegas and turmeric. I mean, that's more of like the spices that I consume. I consume a lot of herbs and spices in my, the way that I cook. And if I, I'm not cooking. If I'm traveling, I'll definitely bring some turmeric with me. Um, I always use my collagen and a probiotic, which is good for our gut health. And there's so many different kinds of probiotics out there. So again, I recommend just having a conversation with your doctor and seeing what kind of probiotic strain is the right one for you and your body type. And when you're healing your gut and getting yourself in balance, it's going to show on your skin. Also, the other thing too, I wanted to mention, you've created the Zen Den, which I know is just a hub for all things feeling good and inside out. And one of the things that you incorporate there is a sauna, which I'd love to talk about because sweating is so good for us, you know, for our lymphatic system and it is great for our skin. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how that plays a role in good skin too. Totally. So I started using the infrared sauna about three years ago. And this was when I was doing a lot of research about health and wellness and overall immunity and how to protect our immune system and how to keep it safe and how to, you know, I I'm on the go constantly. I'm working, I'm on set, I'm traveling. So I want to make sure that my immune system is working as best as possible. So one of the main components that a lot of books I was reading, podcasts and doctors I was talking to were saying, look into the infrared. So I started doing sauna and I noticed immediately a glow in my skin that was not there before. I noticed that, you know, lost the two pounds that I couldn't lose Mm -hmm. by working out, um, that stubborn fat. And I started to feel so much more energized and I started sleeping better. And I now incorporate it into my everyday lifestyle. I know that a lot of people 
in my area and my community, they don't have that. So I wanted to be able to bring this healing modality to the community. And I think now more than ever, people want to protect their immune systems. They want to get their skin glowing. They want to feel good and overall have a sense of relaxation. So when you come and you go into the sauna, there's so many benefits that's not just for our skin, but for our overall health that just feels so great. Wow. I used to do hot yoga consistently and I loved it. There's something about like sweating for me that is so therapeutic and I miss that a lot. So I purchased a, uh, an infrared sauna blanket through uh, its higher doses. Sauna blanket. Yeah, that's so great. And I love it. How often do you do it? So I do the sauna about five times a week, at least if okay. not every day. And how long? I personally go in for anywhere from 25 to 35 minutes. That's usually what my body can handle, but I have a lot of clients that come in and they can sit through a straight hour and they're good. Yeah. So I think it's really just listening to your body. Obviously, if you feel dizzy or lightheaded, or you didn't have much to eat that day, I don't think you should be in there for too much longer than a half hour, but you have to do what feels best for your body. And so for me personally, it's anywhere from 25 to 35 minutes, but you know, I got some clients that are like, I want to sit in there for two hours. I'm like two hours. I'm like, no, <laughs> do that. no. I feel like, you know, it's, it's so funny when I used to do hot yoga, the sessions were a full hour. So I feel like my body got used to tolerating being in hot, hot temperatures for, you know, a straight 60 minutes. And so now when I do the infrared sauna blanket by myself, I'm in there for a full hour. You are in there for, that's good for you. Yeah. I still can't do it. I'm like, I get, I'm like, after 35 minutes, I'm drenched. I'm yeah. like, okay, like it's time. Like I can't, I can't push myself any longer, but um, you know, everyone's different, but it feels so good. It feels so good. Yeah. I want to kind of end with a, going through a couple of the most talked about skincare trends that people are doing because I want to get an expert's opinion on this. Let's go through them and I want to hear whether it's a do for you or a don't for you. So for popping pimples, what would you say? I personally don't recommend people popping their own pimples. Even if it's, you know, I've heard from estheticians, like if it's come to a whitehead, you can do it. I mean, I just, I don't trust people (laughs) and I don't want them to scar themselves. A lot of people will use like their nails to like push and pick into their skin. That's going to do way more damage than good because now you're spreading that bacteria underneath your skin. You're going to get more breakouts in three days. So I just say, leave it as long as possible. If someone is trained, um, or if you're going to pop your pimple, then take tissue wrap your fingers around it. You want to press it in and out and do not use your Kimber nails. Okay. And (laughs) let's just say someone does not feel uh, comfortable doing it themselves. Is there a product or a trick you can do to either have it go away or reduce the inflammation? I know a lot of people are doing those pimple patches, which Mm -hmm. I... I haven't personally used, but I think it's a good idea because then they won't touch their face. The biggest okay. thing is we don't want to touch our face. We don't want to spread any bacteria or germs or make the pimple or break out worse. And a lot of times when people start picking, they, they really start going at their skin. So I think that the pimple patches are great because it's going to make people avoid touching their face. Right. Okay. For ice rolling or, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people rub ice cubes on their face in the morning. What do you say about that? I'm a fan of ice rolling. Okay. I think it's great. I love to wake up and sometimes I'll have like a cold, I'll put my jade roller 
in the fridge mm-hmm. or I'll take cold spoons and keep them in the freezer overnight. And I love a good cold splash to the face in the morning. I think it's really great to rejuvenate your skin, to wake you up in the morning um, and get rid of any puffiness. So I would say I'm a fan. <laughs> so that is approved by Alex. Yes. That is yeah, AG approved. <laughs> um, facial cupping. I, I like facial cupping too. You just want to make sure that you go to a really highly trained, experienced person because you don't want to end up with hickeys on your face. Um, but <laughs> that, I, would, that would warrant a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love a good facial cupping. Love it. So AG approved. AG approved. Okay. <laughs> and also a good person. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned gua sha before too. I'm assuming I, I actually, I love gua sha. Yes. Gua sha is amazing. I love it. I feel like, you know, that's like an ancient technique that people have been using for centuries. And it's so good to get that lymphatic system boosting, to get the circulation in your skin going. I love a good gua sha. I feel like it can really eliminate a lot of puffiness in your face. And it's almost like a instant facelift if you do it properly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's great. I love a good gua sha. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, how often do you do it like morning or night? Um, so I personally gua sha maybe three times a week in the morning. Okay. I like to do it in the morning just because I like to add that extra circulation to my face in the morning. I don't recommend gua sha for someone with acne often. Um, because sometimes it actually can produce too much oil production in the skin, which can make them break out even more. So if they are going to gua sha, I would stick to maybe once a week and not for a long period of time. I am so happy that you said that because, so I would say I suffer the most from acne and I was gua shying and I loved it. I thought to myself, well, let me make this a consistent part of my routine. So I was doing it either every night or every morning. And then there was one day I started to really break out. And I thought I was like, oh, maybe I didn't wash my gua sha and you know, maybe I got some dirt on it, but I know I wash it before I use it. And I'm so happy that you said that because it's probably what happened. And I'm I'm serious, like I broke out right where I, I gua sha the most, which is like on my cheekbones. Yeah. And it was so bad. And I stopped for so long and I was so frustrated because I was part of me felt like it was the gua sha because it was the only new thing I was doing in my routine. And now it makes so much sense. Yeah, a lot of times too much facial massage or too much gua sha, jade rolling, it's if you're doing it for a long period of time and also depending on what product you're using with it, it can stimulate your oil glands and produce a lot of oil. So if your skin is acne prone, that's why I'm like, maybe don't do that every day. Maybe, you know, cut it down to once a week. And you also want to be pretty gentle with it too. You don't want to I've seen a lot of people use their gua sha tools at home where they're so rough on their skin that they are really red. And that, that's not the point of gua sha. It's a very gentle technique. Right. So um, yeah, there's a lot of online courses that you can take now. And I, there's a lot of estheticians that specialize in gua sha. So I recommend maybe starting off by going to them and then asking you know, for their opinion of how can I take care of this um, or do this myself at home. And yeah, so I, I personally, I know my skin three times a week for maybe anywhere from two to five minutes is more than enough for me. If I were to do it every single day, I would also probably break out because it's going to produce a lot of oil in my skin. That's so interesting, but that that's obviously not the case with jade rolling, right? 
Um, I mean, it's really anything that's stimulating like oil production on your face. So jade rolling could be the same thing too. Okay. You want to make sure that your jade roller is also sanitized before you're using it. I like to use a gua sha room temperature, and then I like to use my jade roller cold. So I'll mm -hmm. keep the jade roller in my fridge. And then I like that, it, that feeling of a cold compress on my skin. Got it. Also, I want to ask you a lot of people and friends I know have purchased a skin fridge recently. Is there something to cooling your skincare products? And, you know, are there products that we should be refrigerating? Are there products that should not go in the fridge? Okay. So that's a great question. I think that there's a lot of formulas that are not meant to be refrigerated. They are meant to be at room temperature. And a lot of times it will say on the product, you know, store this in a cool, dry place at the room temperature of this to this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't read that and they automatically think, oh, well, if I put it in the fridge, it's going to prolong the product. That's not always the case. Sometimes a, a extreme temperature of hot or cold can actually change the potency of the formula. So mm. I think it's okay to, depending on an eye cream, like if it's a gel-based eye cream, I'm okay with putting it in a fridge because I like that feeling of coldness around my eyes. Um, as far as moisturizers and serums go or any actives, I don't put them in the fridge. If I am using an eye patch, I'll totally put it in the fridge. It feels mm. so good on your eyes when it's cool. And there's not too many actives in eye patches. So I think it's okay. I don't think it's going to mess up with the formula, but I love to put cold spoons and my jade roller and like eye patches in a skincare fridge. And I think skincare fridges are not necessary, but they are super cute and chic. So mm -hmm. if you can afford it and you want one, like go for it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> good to know. And then the, the last thing I will ask you is oil. So a lot of people are afraid of using oil because if they have oily skin or they have acne, they're just afraid that it's going to, you know, make the situation worse. But I personally, I use squalene oil and I, I mix it in with my great. moisturizer and it has done wonders for my skin. Yeah. Squalene oil is great. The, that is a, one of my favorite ingredients in skincare. It's super moisturizing and super hydrating. It re, uh, going back, every person's different. Every person's yeah. going to experience different things. And it's funny though, that you say some people with oily skin are scared to use oils. Sometimes that could actually balance your skin. So if someone with oily skin is using an oil, maybe something gentle like a rose hip seed oil, Trilogy, Trilogy, I, I don't know how to say the name, but <laughs> they have a great organic rose hip seed oil and it's very gentle. So sometimes that could actually bring balance to your skin. I always say start slow when you're using oils. Don't jump and start using an oil every single day. Something like a coconut oil is a little too clogging. Some people swear by it. They love it. I always say what works for you. Do it. That's great. For me personally, I cannot put thick, heavy oils on my skin. I know JLo loves the olive oil. <laughs> uh, she doesn't get Botox. She does olive oil. It's great. Um, I want the olive oil she's using. But <laughs> I want whatever she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. She looks fabulous. I'm okay to use like thicker oils on my body. So I'll use a coconut oil all over my body, neck down. I'll use olive oil on my body, neck down. For my skin, I stick with jojoba oil or maybe like a, a grapeseed oil or mm. um, rose hip seed oil, like very, very gentle oils. 
Um, so I think there's a lot of benefits to them. And again, I always say when you're going to use an oil, whether it's oil cleansing or using an oil to do face massage or just incorporate in your skincare, just start slow and see how your skin reacts to it. That's great. Oh, Alex, I could, I could continue going through this list with you, <laughs> but oh, that's so great. I, I love it. Is there anything that you, you know, for, for anyone listening that you just want people to know about their skin, like any universal advice that no matter what someone is dealing with with their skin or what they're trying to figure out, what are parting words that you would say to them? I would say, I would say the most important thing with your skin is to accept it and to not stress over your skin and to like love yourself no matter what. And if you are having any kind of skincare troubles or issues, just breathe, mm-hmm. eliminate products, less truly is more when it comes to healing your skin. Make sure you're drinking enough water, you're taking care of yourself inside and out, and don't look in the mirror and stare at those blemishes. Look in the mirror and say, it's healing, it's fine, I got this, we're good. Yeah. A lot of it is in your mind too. When you're stressing it, or you're picking at it and you're angry at it, your skin is gonna show that. When you just breathe it out and you're like, I love my skin, this is great. Like, I'm happy, I'm beautiful, I'm confident. It That's also gonna show. I love it. Alex, thank you so, 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 so much. You're so This has awesome. been such a great conversation. If anyone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about you, where can they find you? I am on Instagram and my handle is at Alex Gill. And they can also go online. My website is alexandriagilio.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. You are so welcome.